Hi, this is Steve Durr. Today we're going to read from John chapter 3, starting in verse 22 and going to verse 36. Here's God's word. Then Jesus and his disciples left Jerusalem and went into the Judean countryside. Jesus spent some time with them there, baptizing people. And at this time, John the Baptist was baptizing at Anon near Salem, because there was plenty of water there, and people kept coming to him for baptism. This was before John was thrown into prison. A debate broke out between John's disciples and a certain Jew over ceremonial cleansing. So John's disciples came to him and said, Rabbi, the man you met on the other side of the Jordan River, the one you identified as the Messiah, is also baptizing people, and everybody is going to him instead of coming to us. And John replied, No one can receive anything unless God gives it from heaven. You yourselves know how plainly I told you I am not the Messiah. I am only here to prepare the way for him. It is the bridegroom who marries the bride, and the bridegroom's friend is simply glad to stand with him and hear his vows. Therefore, I am filled with joy at his success. He must become greater and greater, and I must become less and less. Well, right at the beginning of the book of John, John the Baptist is a significant character, a significant person. And let's just pause here. We've got more to read still today, but let's just pause for a moment right here and just appreciate the heart of John the Baptist, who in the midst of all his popularity recognized that his life and mission wasn't about building and expanding the John the Baptist brand. (laughs) His life and mission was about pointing people to the Messiah, to the Savior, to Jesus, and seeing his kingdom expand. We see this heart in his words, Jesus must become greater and greater, and I must become less and less. He, Jesus, must increase, I must decrease. Oh, that that would be our mantra and theme of our lives. But today, I want us to focus on this final part of the passage. And so let's jump back into this passage and read the last bit of John chapter 3. So continuing on. He, Jesus, has come from above and is greater than anyone else. We are of the earth, and we speak of earthly things. But he has come from heaven and is greater than anyone else. He testifies about what he has seen and heard, but how few believe what he tells them. Anyone who accepts his testimony can affirm that God is true, for he is sent by God. He speaks God's words, for God gives him the Spirit without limit. The Father loves his Son and has put everything into his hands. And anyone who believes in God's Son has eternal life. Anyone who doesn't obey the Son will never experience eternal life, but remains under God's angry judgment. The thing that just caught my attention today, there's so much good there, but the thing that kind of caught my attention is that Jesus testifies about what he has seen and heard. His teaching, his insights, his truth, his message isn't hopeful words of what might be true of God and his kingdom. Jesus speaks about God and his kingdom from experience, from being deeply connected. Have you ever had a conversation with someone who knows a lot about a subject matter? 
They may have, they, you know, they may teach about that subject matter. They may have done extensive research and even earned a doctorate regarding that subject matter. They may even be considered an expert that people go to to find out about that subject matter. We call that intellectual capital. In other words, they have a lot of intellectual capital. They know a lot about something. They can talk about something because of their extensive learning and research and curiosity about it. For example, I once had a very bright and energetic professor for a ministry class, and the professor had a PhD and he'd done extensive research um, regarding the subject matter. We all, you know, uh, respected his insights. We respected his knowledge. Uh, he knew all the latest trends, had read the foundational books, and now he was passing on his intellectual capital to us. It was a gift. And we were learning, and it was helpful. He knew all about the subject matter. And intellectual capital is great. It's an incredible, um, incredibly valuable thing. It should be pursued. I believe it honors God uh, to continue to be curious and expand our understanding and learning. However, there is a greater authority than intellectual capital, and that's spiritual capital. Spiritual capital is a lived experience. It's firsthand knowledge. It's an intimate, real understanding, not merely theory or research from a distance. It's understanding up close. In our faith, spiritual capital is a depth of connection with Jesus. It's a supernaturally empowered life. It's a life that has pursued Jesus through the ups and downs, and therefore, a life that can become a living example for others from experience. And so although my professor was um, an expert about what he was teaching, he wasn't an experienced witness and participant in it. He didn't know what it felt like. He had done a brief internship with the church, but he never really had experienced the things he taught us. He was a godly man, but he lacked spiritual capital with what he taught. He couldn't offer a lived experience with God in the midst of ministry. His stories were not his own. Therefore, when I found myself in ministry and navigating challenges, when it came time to reach out for help, I reached out to people who had spiritual capital, people who were in it, people who had done it, people who had seen it, people who had remained faithful in the midst of challenges, who understood. I still appreciated the intellectual capital that helped prepare me and teach me to think and pursue learning, but I needed more. I needed more than the, the latest research from a distance. I needed someone in the trenches, an eyewitness to this life, someone with a story to tell. And there's another level of authority that comes from someone who has lived something. My friend Jeff used to say, your pain in your life can become your platform. Your pain can become your platform. In other words, even the challenges, failures, and hurts of life can be used by God to help others, especially those in similar circumstances. As God works in you through that pain, you develop spiritual capital that God can offer through you. Here at the tail end of John chapter 3, John is giving us a picture of Jesus' spiritual capital. 
Jesus is not merely someone who has learned a lot about God. He isn't speculating about heavenly things. He knows from experience. Again, it says this, Jesus has come from above and is greater than anyone else. There's that authority piece. We are of earth and we speak of earthly things. He has come from heaven and is greater than anyone else. Now look at this. He testifies about what he has seen and heard. He doesn't speculate. (laughs) He spectated. He saw it. He experienced it. But how few believe what he tells them which is crazy. He's the one with the spiritual capital. He's the one who truly knows above all, why in the world would we not believe? Anyone who accepts his testimony can affirm that God is true. The text uh, finishes in this section. So Jesus shared from a place of spiritual capital. Therefore, his testimony, his teaching, his insights, his words are not wishful thinking or good ideas. They are God's truths from the very mind of God and by the power of the Holy Spirit overflowing and never ending in him. The text says it this way, for he is sent by God, he speaks God's words, for God gives him the spirit without limit. Now, as we journey through the gospel of John together and we come across the way Jesus lived, the way he treated people, the teaching and guidance he provided, the insights about God and his kingdom, let's remember that Jesus is the ultimate truth. His words are God's words, not just helpful suggestions from a good teacher to consider. His life is the God life, the life we're called to pattern our life after, the best life, the eternal life, not just an odd life that isn't for ordinary people like us. Jesus speaks and acts with spiritual authority and intellectual authority, spiritual capital and intellectual capital. He, you know, he can be trusted. He knows best. And so through these audio devotions, we hope to grow our intellectual capital, to learn more about God's word, to gain new insights, to become more familiar with the story and teaching of Jesus, certainly. Yet our ultimate desire is to grow our spiritual capital, to personally know and experience God, to personally become more familiar with Jesus and to join his story and begin to live out his teaching. And so today, one of the questions for us, are you seeking to invest in spiritual capital? How are you investing in spiritual capital? How can you intentionally pursue God to enjoy him, to listen to him, to know him and to follow his lead? Are you seeking to invest in spiritual capital? And then the last question uh, to wrap up, do you have spiritual capital to share with other people? Do you have personal stories to tell of who God is, what he's done in your life and through your life? Can you share your experience with people? These devotions are an opportunity to build spiritual capital in our lives by asking, how's God getting our attention? What's God saying to me? And then what will I do about it? And so today, my encouragement to you is to build spiritual capital by responding to Jesus, to responding to his words, to responding to his life, to respond to what he's revealing to you and what he's inviting you into. And here's why. Because he has a spiritual capital and he can be trusted. Let's pray. Jesus, today, we thank you for your truth. We thank you for your life. We thank you for the invitation to follow you into that life. And so today, would you not only 
share new insights with us and build that in intellectual capital in our lives. But God, would you speak to us in a way that our spiritual capital and depth and experience of you, knowing you, living with you, grows? So challenge us with that today and through your Holy Spirit, grow that spiritual capital in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, have a great day.